morning. It's so good to be back in Granbury and see all these uh, familiar faces. So we are just so grateful for you guys and we appreciate your prayers. And so um, for those of you who don't know us, like Alan said, we are Andy and Jess Duncan. Um, you can see a picture of our lovely little family there. That's in front of the Berliner Dome in, um, in Berlin. And uh, obviously, right? Um, and Olivia is four and Julia is two. And so um, we're just happy to be here to share with you. I'm gonna give you just a quick overview of our ministry and then Andy's gonna share the word with you in a few minutes. Um, so here's just kind of a brief history of us. We have been in Berlin now for almost three years. It'll be three years in March. And just really wanted to thank you guys because um, we, from the point that we started, uh, we made the decision to go on the mission field and started fundraising to the point where we actually left for Berlin. Um, it was only six months, and that is just unheard of as far as uh, the such a short time frame. And God really did a miracle, and you guys really were a part of that, many of you, because of your prayers and your financial support, and just you guys have been so faithful, and we're just so grateful. Um, so Juliet, our little daughter, was born um, the first year that we were there. She was born in October. And right after she was born, um, we went into 14 months of <clears throat> German language class. So we did uh, the full integration class every day, um, all day, both of us. And so um, that was so cool because God gave us a, an opportunity to minister to all of the Syrian refugees that were, not all of them, obviously, but like a good, uh, several of them who were coming um, into Berlin because of the crisis in Syria. And so we just made friends with a lot of them. We were able to share the gospel with many of them and really build long-term relationships. What was so cool too is that we, um, we were some of the first people that had actually just opened our home and shown hospitality to them. And in the, the um, Arabic culture, it's, they're very warm, very hospitable. They invite you into their home, like call you brother or sister really quickly. And one of our friends, upon leaving our house, the first time that we had him over, he said, Jesse, I have never in my entire time here in Germany, the entire year and a half I've been here, I've never been invited into someone's home. This is the first time, and this has been the happiest day since I've been in Germany. And this was just such a blessing to us. So we still have ongoing relationships with a lot of these people, um, have them over for dinner and go eat Arabic food with them often, and just lovely, wonderful people. So our current ministry right now is really threefold. We are um, serving and resourcing local churches, and I'll talk more, a little bit more about each of these in just a second, but uh, we also have discipleship Bible study groups where we are teaching people the Word of God and discipling people, and then we also are serving in a ministry in Berlin that's called Alabaster Jar, and this is a ministry that reaches out to the, um, the sex workers um, in Berlin, and male and female, and transgender and everybody and all-inclusive um, and so just reaching out to them with the love of Jesus and so as far as the church um, just a quick little statistic I know I've said this I said this last time that we were here but as far as Christ followers in the city of Berlin um, it's estimated to be between one and three percent we don't really know exactly but there's three and a half million people in the city of Berlin and that equates to about 35,000 to 50,000-ish people in the city that are actually following Jesus. And that is really, really low. That's crazy. 
Um, and most of those people are very Bible illiterate. Like the word of God is just not really taught and it's just like they just don't understand a lot of truths of the word of God. So the local churches are really small. Um, they need a lot of support. Typically they don't have a budget to pay people um, to, uh, for staff. You know, one of the things we are so grateful for about the American church and especially this church generations is that you guys are so generous. I mean, looking, living outside the country and like having a different perspective on America and, and Americans, it's one thing that stands out to us is how generous you are. And that is not the case in Germany. And so we are, what that enables us to do is that we can go in for free without having, you know, to be paid as staff people and we can say, what do you need? How can I help you? What can we do your worship for you? Can we help you with your administration? What can we do for pastoral care? And that's such a huge blessing to um, the churches in Berlin. So um, one of the recurring themes that we heard over and over again was that they really have limited resources in the German language. And you wouldn't think that because Germany is such a developed country and it's very like, it's German, right? I mean, come on, you've got to have resources in German. But as far as like specifically worship, um, most of the churches do their worship songs in English, and not everybody speaks English. And if you guys had to do worship in German, you probably would be like, you know, maybe a handful of you would be able to connect with that, but most of you would be like, well, that's really difficult to connect with God and worship in German. So that's the same thing, is that they don't have worship songs a lot of times in German. And if they do, there's not um, a strong, like, biblical foundation for a lot of the songs. So, what Andy has done is developed a team of translators um, who meet weekly and translate biblical, solid worship songs into German, and then we're actually able to, um, through some connections that we have in the city, actually produce biblical worship. And what we're, we're doing is we're beginning to make that available to churches all across Germany. And uh, we had a prophetic word last year um, from somebody who didn't know us and, you know, just kind of random, who said, you are called to resource the church all over Germany. You are the ones that will, you're going to resource them. And so that just confirmed what God had already put in our hearts. So as far as our discipleship um, Bible study groups, obviously our heart is so much for discipleship. We currently have three weekly groups that are walking through scripture and discipleship curriculum. Um, we're just walking people through the word of God. Let God speak for himself. And he does. Boy, he does and changes people's lives. So we have seen people saved. Um, we have a girl, I literally have a girl in one of my groups that Googled Jesus. She didn't know what to do. She knew she needed something in her life, and so she Googled Jesus and got saved from a YouTube video. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing, isn't it? Praise God. And, and then she met a friend of mine who was in our Bible study, and the friend invited her, and she comes to both of our groups every single week and has been coming for a year. Amen. And we're a disciple in her in the word of God. It's amazing the stability and maturity that we're, being, we're starting to see as we're just being faithful um, to, to walk people through the word and discipleship. So the Lord spoke to us a, a little bit earlier this year, and he said, you are plowers and you're tending the sheep. Because, you know, come sometimes in your life you're like, oh God, what am I doing? Like, come on. I'm sure there's some big vision where we're supposed to be preaching to thousands and millions of people and... And the Lord is like, nope, you're the shepherds and the plowers. Okay, that's not super exciting or like flashy, but that's super important. Amen. Just walking through life with people and feeding the sheep. 
It's simple, but it's really been effective. And so what we've found is that relational evangelism and discipleship is really the most effective um, thing, especially with the German culture that is a little bit by nature distrustful of people. And so you literally, you have to take the time to really invest in people's lives. But there, when there is change, it is a real change, and it's pretty amazing to see. So lastly, um, in August of this year, I took on a staff role with um, a ministry in Berlin called Alabaster Jar. And um, so just a quick little fact about Berlin. So prostitution is legal, um, and Berlin is a major trafficking entry point from people coming from Eastern Europe into the West. So it's like the first big city before they go to Amsterdam, Paris, one of the other like big cities. And so we have a ton of people trafficked through Berlin, um, undocumented. And so um, basically I came on as a, just to help them with, they need a lot of help with their administration, their financial administration, um, their fundraising, and their organizational development, and that's my background, and so that's what I was able to do, as well as actually go out, um, we go out weekly on ministry on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, in Berlin, there's a big red light district, and it's like the several streets um, where all of the, the sex workers are, and about every 10 meters, there's a girl, and you'll see the, the pimps in the cafes watching their girls. And um, we just go, we walk around the whole red light district at about 10 p.m. at night, hand them coffee, give them, give out condoms, um, give out uh, granola bars, like just pray with the women, talk to them about Jesus. They know our names, we know their names. And when the cool thing about that is that when they are ready to get out of those situations, we're the first people that they come to because they have the trust built. They know you, they like, okay. And, and so last week even, we actually had, or two weeks ago, we had two women off the street come to Jesus, and we have had amazed, like, several. Yeah, praise God, really, it's a huge deal. So, and then over the past several years, um, the ministry has seen many, many, many women actually come out of uh, prostitution and out of the, that, those situations because of just the the trust that's been built with the Alabaster Jar staff and volunteers. So it's a super, it's a huge privilege that we're able to um, to work with them and to serve them in the way that we are. So right now, um, our biggest need really is for intercession. Um, prayer, fancy word for prayer, prayer. But um, we really need spiritual protection. It's a very perverse society. Berlin is very, very spiritually dark. And we need protection and covering over our children. And then um, also just continued vision and encouragement. You know, Berlin is about, it's uh, cloudy about six months out of the year. And you guys have this huge blessing of the sun in Texas. And when you don't have the sun, it is like, oh, this is hard. So we just need a lot of encouragement. And so we send out a monthly email. Um, many of you guys already get that. You read that. We appreciate that. We take a lot of time to think through what we want to share. And we typically just highlight a testimony from that month of something that's actually happened. Um, we do change the names so that it's not, um, you know, we try to protect the people. But um, what really, really helps us is when you read that and when there's always prayer points in there and when you just take a few minutes to pray for us and to pray over those, those prayer points. So if you are not um, receiving that email yet, you have two options. Um, 
One of them is there's a little sign-up sheet out if you go out this door to the left. There is a little, uh, there's some cards and some little bracelets. It says Pray for Europe on it, and then there's a sign-up sheet where you can just put your name and your email, um, or you can text text me at this number with your name and your email, and I'll just add you to our list. And um, there's no pressure, like you guys don't have to, you know, do anything, except we do ask that as God, as you see that popping up in your email, um, and as God puts it in your heart, that you would just take a, a couple minutes to pray for us. It is a uh, dark city, but God is doing incredible things. Amen. We are very thankful. We get to be a part of it.